Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Sunday, August the 7th of the 19th week of the year. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the first book of Kings, chapter 19, verses 9 through 13. First book of Kings, chapter 19, verses 9 through 13. A question that we often hear is the question of how or where do I find God, especially in our fast-paced, secular, uh, always up-and-doing world. There seems to be so little time and place for God. We even pencil God in for the 45 or 40 minutes on Sunday when we attend Mass uh, hopefully we participate and celebrate and are thankful in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. But we're there for the 40 or 45 minutes. And uh, then we move on to the rest of our life. And there seems to be a real disconnect between what happens at that 45 minutes on Sunday and the rest of the time. It seems that, well, we've given God his his time, and now the rest belongs to, I guess it belongs to us, as if somehow God has no entrance, no participation, no meaning in the other part of our day. How often in the course of a day do we stop to uh, thank God, to even think about God, to turn to God, uh, perhaps in a question that we may have, a sorrow or a bit of uh, bad news. Do we turn to the Lord? Do we, uh, but again, simply, do we stop in the course of a day, take time out, and even think of God and ask God to guide us and help us? It seems that God is an after-a-thought if he's a thought even at all. We're so busy with our own lives. We're so engaged with so many things. And then we rush into church on Sunday, uh, get that over with, go either early in the morning or late at night, and that way we have the day to ourselves, as we say. And again, God does not intrude as if God is an intrusion into our life. Well, our reading touches on that uh, very powerfully. The prophet Elijah, uh, he comes to a cave at the, at the holy mountain of Orab, uh, also uh, Mount Sinai, where he took shelter. Then the Lord said, go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord will be passing by. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Or Rab or Sinai, depending upon which word you wish to use. Uh, On the mountain of the Lord, you would expect to find the Lord. So the Lord says, go ahead outside and I'm going to be passing by. So Elijah goes outside, and he's looking around, and a strong and heavy wind 
was rending the mountain. It was so strong it was crushing rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. The Lord was not in the wind. The wind was strong enough to blow the rocks off the side of the cliff or down the mountain. And as they were tumbling down, they were crushing against the mountain or they were crushing into one another, breaking into pieces. But the Lord wasn't in the wind that did that. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Now, if anything, you would expect that the Lord would be there. After all, we know on Mount Sinai, the Lord was in the form of a fiery cloud from which uh, time to time, thunder and lightning would, uh, would emerge. And uh, it was an uh, awesome sight. So here's an earthquake, the ground trembling, shaking, all on the surface below. And yet, God was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. Well, that's really strange because Moses encountered God in the burning bush, that the bush that was not consumed by the fire. Fire is a very powerful, powerful element. It can destroy. It can also be used for cooking, for warming us, for heating, for protection. It can also be used in a way to stop the destruction of fire by putting up a firewall or a fire ring to keep the march of a fire that's a wildfire from going any further. So fire is very powerful and has many, many uses. After the fire, there was a tiny whispering sound, tiny whispering sound. And when Elijah heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. The Lord was in the tiny whispering voice, the tiny whispering sound. And that's a wonderful lesson for us, isn't it? Especially today when so much of our life is caught up in the Super Bowls and Super Spectaculars, Magna events, and all kinds of things to outdo one from the other. Uh, we've lost sight of the splendor of the ordinary, the quiet, the subtle, the serene, because we're so used to being inundated by the big, the flashy, the loud, pyrotechnics, fireworks all over the place, all kind of special effects that we, we don't appreciate the small wonders that are around us, present to us each and every day, that bespeak God's presence and God's love for us. But Elijah went and hid his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. For the Lord was in that tiny 
whispering sound. We have become blind and deaf, and our hearts are hard to the tiny whispering voices of the Lord that's around us every day. Let us pray for a, uh, the Holy Spirit to come, remove the film from our eyes, open our ears, and melt our cold, cold, marble and steel encased hearts, that we may see the splendor of God in the tiny voices of a loved one, of a child asking a question, of a friend, some small sign that the Lord is speaking to us. So many people say, God doesn't speak to me anymore. God speaks. The problem is not with God, it's often with us. So let us be attentive, not to the fire, the earthquake, the wind. Let us be attentive to those tiny voices where God speaks to us each day. God bless you.